Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. <clears throat> so today we're in Psalm 32, but before we go there, let's go let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for today and for watching over us. Thank you for the many blessings. And thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, that your blood on the cross is all that was necessary. And I say it was all that was necessary because it was the greatest gift of all. But it doesn't require me to do anything other than believe and have faith. It doesn't require anything else from me. I don't have to do 10 steps. I don't have to say a certain prayer. I just have to be grateful and accept your gift of salvation. And so often, Lord, I get confused by that. I think I have to do certain things to the point where I feel like I might as well just spin around on one leg. And if I do that, only if I only do that, then I'll quit sinning and I'll be a better child of yours and you'll love me more. Well, you couldn't die for me again. That's something that happens once. So there's no need for me to keep doing this and having that view. And I just pray, Lord, as we read today, that my heart, my mind, and my spirit would be completely open to you. That I would understand more about you, and I'd grow closer to you. I would understand the the value, the true value of your gift. And how you have planned for this day, for me, each and every day. You've planned for it so far in advance. And I'm grateful that you love me and you care about me. That you, the creator of all, who has billions of people on this earth, you know my name. You know my struggles. You know my concerns. So, Father, I lift up this reading to you. I pray for your spirit to guide us, to open our minds and our hearts. And may we understand more about you so we can love you with our whole heart, our whole being. And then by that, being able to love our neighbor as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, Verse 32, or chapter 32, um, it's, it's a very typical psalm of, of David's. It follows a very certain path. And I think we should just jump on into it, and then I'll read to you a little bit about what Charles Spurgeon has to say about it. I put into the summary something from A.W. Tozer. So let's go ahead and just jump on in. Verse 1, Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My, str- my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Have you ever stayed silent when you knew you were supposed to say something? Have you ever stayed inactive when you knew you were supposed to do something? I feel like when I've done that, and I've done it plenty of times, I am afraid I'll probably do it again. When I've done that, it's way more taxing on me than if I'd just done the, the thing I was supposed to do. It taxes me. It wears me out. I think about it all the time. And yet, I still don't change. I continue to do it. It's rebellion, and then that rebellion tires me out. It's interesting. By not doing something, you become more tired and overwhelmed by it. 
Verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come or they will not come to you. It's interesting how now it just like went from David, now this is God or Jesus talking. Verse ten. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejo- <clears throat> Sorry. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. So, here's David. He's obviously not done something. He's sinned. He's being taxed and he's abusing himself with it because Lord knows that we are the worst on ourselves. And the guilt that we have plays on us very hard. And then he confesses it. He confesses his transgressions to the Lord and he gets his forgiveness. And Charles Spurgeon writes about Psalm 32. He says, a Psalm of David. You can see David all through this Psalm. Here we have David's sin, David's confession of sin, David's pardon. It is a Psalm of David. Oh, that we might each one make it our own. It is entitled Mashiach. This is an instructive psalm. The experience of one man is instructive to another. We learn the way in which we should walk and sometimes the way in which we should not walk by observing the footsteps of the flock. The psalm begins with a blessing. So I think about that and that really does hit home for me because I learned so many things on on how not to behave from my brother, my older brother. Sadly for him, He didn't treat people as well as he should have. He certainly didn't treat people as well as he could have. And he wound up, unfortunately, blowing up his life. He's smarter than I was. He was better looking and he was a better athlete. Yet, he just blew his life up and never got to move forward like he wanted to. Or that he had the capability to. Sometimes you look at the instructions of other people. You look at them for their good traits and what they're succeeding at. Then you also can look at the way that they behave and learn from them of what not to do. Here's an example, though, of David, who has done something wrong, as Spurgeon states. He then goes and says, okay, I've done this. Now I confess it, and then I get my pardon. And that's really the way to look at things with with God. And I feel like at times... Um, so often I feel like I haven't really received all that because I feel like I have to do something else. I feel like I, God is, you know, pissed off at me because I did something because I lied. I watched something I shouldn't have watched, whatever it is. I didn't tell somebody something because I didn't want to humble myself. Whatever it might be, I feel like, yeah, God's mad at me. So then when I sit there and think about this, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow David's example which is 
you know, sin. Okay. I've done that. I've got that masterclass in that confess it. Okay. And then the last part I don't have a masterclass in or degree master's degree in is accepting the pardon. So often I feel like it still hangs over me. Even when I've confessed it, even when I know God has forgiven me. A.W. Tozer writes, do I believe in justification by faith? Oh, brother, do I believe in it? David believed in it and wrote it into Psalm 32. It was later quoted by one of the prophets. It was picked up by Paul and written into Galatians and Romans. It was lost for a while and relegated to the dustbin and then brought out again to the forefront and taught by Luther and the Moravians and the Wesleys and the Presbyterians. Justification by faith. We stand on it today. When we talk about justification, it isn't just a text to, manip- to manipulate. We ought to see who God is and see why these things are true. We're justified by faith because the agony of God on the cross changed the moral situation. We are that moral situation. It didn't change God at all. The idea that the, the cross wiped the angry scowl off the face of God and he be- began grudgingly to smile is a pagan concept and not Christian. So, but that's how I feel so often that God's mad and I have to do something to atone for it. So he'll smile at me again. And it's just not the case. God is love. He always is love. He never changes. He loves me no matter what. His grace is available to me no matter what, because I'm his child and I've been forgiven. I don't need to do a five, five step or 12 step class. I have to follow David's example, repent, confess my sin and receive his pardon and understand that it was already forgiven because God knows what I'm going to do tomorrow before I ever do. But so often I, I sit there and think that I, I don't receive it. And that's part of this journey is figuring out that God has already forgiven me. He loves me dramatically dramatically and he's already forgiven my sins and it's for me to rest in him to accept his pardon and his grace on a daily basis so that I can love him with all my heart and all that I am so that then I can love my neighbor as myself with that let's go back to God in prayer father thank you thank you for your grace thank you for forgiveness through faith Thank you for loving me and knowing who I am and still loving me. So, Lord, I lift up today to you. I pray that I would do your will, that I'd bring you honor and glory in some small way. I pray most of all that I would walk faithfully. And at some point when I see you face to face, you can say, good job, my faithful servant. Lord, I lift up my family, I lift up my friends, our children, and I just pray for your spirit to be about them. I pray for your angels to be about them, keeping them safe. And most of all, I pray that they would know you and be intimately familiar with your mercy and your grace. I thank you, Father. I pray for your hand to be upon them, me, all of us listening and participating, and this nation all of our nations. May we turn to you and walk in your ways. 
It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, just quick housekeeping. I think on the weekends, for the most part, I'm probably not going to be doing a uh, podcast. I'm going to move this to five days a week, and I'm trying to figure out, do I go back to the um, the mindset, sun, the Sunday mindsets? Because quite candidly, I wind up doing trying to do a lot of things on the weekends. It's Unfortunately, I work every day now and travel a lot for it. And I just wind up feeling tremendously guilty that I don't put this out. And so I th- I'm going to try to just give you a heads up. This is going to be more five days a week, but I'm going to start thinking about the Sunday mindset again, which I was doing for about, I don't know, four or five months. So we'll see. I'll keep you informed, but I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.